Okay, we want to welcome you to a um, a meeting here, of really of different circumstances, and we want to, every one of you who are listening to this. We want you to be safe and stay safe, and 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 mainly feel safe. And certainly, this is what has to do with what's going on today. <clears throat> I want to say. Before I get started with the message, I lived through Ebola outbreak. I lived through the swine flu outbreak, West Nile virus, the Kentucky mountains. And as an 18-year-old, the threat of Vietnam, and I believe God, I believe and I believe God will take care of me in this also. <clears throat> it's not it's not that we're not doing this because we're afraid of it. We're doing this because it is good, it is better for to be safe than than to be sorry. <clears throat> there is much fear today. <clears throat> God said, Fear not. God sent an angel to Mary who was carrying the precious Christ child. The angel from God said, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And certainly that's how all of us should feel. Favor with God is a blessed thing to have. I pray every person who hears this message today has favor with God. Now back to the text. By the authority of Jesus Christ, this rich man, let me, let me read my text first of all, Luke uh, 16 and verse 15. <clears throat> he says, Luke 16 and verse 15. <clears throat> oh, where am I? Verse 25, I'm sorry. Luke 16, verse 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. By the authority of Jesus Christ, this rich man was a real person who lived in the days of Christ on the earth. Christ says there was a certain rich man, <clears throat> not a man, not a made-up man, not not in a <clears throat> not in a parable, but a certain man. The appeal Father Abraham made to him was that if his mind, which was still there, remember the wonderful things just as uh, I'm sorry the appeal let me get this word the appeal Father Abraham made to him was that of his mind which was still there memory is a wonderful thing just ask your pastor and others who have short term memory loss loss of memory means loss of usefulness 
dignity and responsibility. It is the very loss of our identity. We are no longer what we were. The, the brain is nothing but a pulp, but the mind that remembers now and in eternity is referenced in this passage. Memory is the storehouse of the soul and will live on forever. For some reason, this rich man's mind got a lot clearer in hell. Father Abraham said, Son, remember, as we live today, we are very dilatory as to what we put in our mind. And you'd better be careful, for someday you stand accountable for those things. Not by me, but by Jesus himself. The mind is a place of keepsake. I think of my favorite song, Precious Memories. Precious memories, how they linger, how they stay in my soul. Great song, you know. We, we, we always think about precious memories, about people who have gone on or people who used to be in our lives who aren't in our lives anymore. We always have precious memories, and by the time you get my age, you have built up a lot of them. <clears throat> Do we all really realize that what we put in our minds will be a reference book at the judgment? Memory is affected by the state of the heart. Jesus said, fear not. I'm, I'm sorry, for out of the heart proceed evil th thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. It's simple. If we love the world and the things that are in the world, <coughs> then there are the things, these are the things of which we set our heart. It is a fact that some set their hearts on things from above. Others mind earthly things. Memory is a reproductive faculty which supplies a reference for the book of one's life. This could very well be one of the books which will be opened at the judgment. When a lost person dies, they have nothing else left but a majestic memory. It's, it's very sad when we, when we think about a memory that is going to go on forever and ever. And, you know, and I, I do believe that we're going to wish we had have done differently as we lived here on this earth because the mind that we have today is a mind that we will still be living after we're gone. You know, as we said earlier, the brain is just a pulp. But, but the mind is, is much deeper in a person than, than, than the mind. It's, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to realize, you know, that we can rest assured that even today 
that we are that we are that we know Christ as our Savior and are very safe regardless of what comes. What's in our mind after we're gone, if we're not if we're lost, it will not be the precious memories of which I spoke earlier, but a very sinful memory of the way that one chose to live his or her life. It's amazing, it's amazing how that we can uh, uh, think about many things. We, we want to do a lot, and, you know, it's, it, it doesn't mean that just because we're saved that we're not still not going to be attracted to things of the world. And the thing that we have to guard against is that that we don't find ourselves, our thoughts constantly up on those things. Because I rest assured, you cannot change it. You cannot change your mind. And if you fill your mind with the things of the world, then that's what your thoughts are going to be up on probably for the rest of your life. And so that's... Uh, that's a sad thing, really, to think about. <clears throat> Some of the young people had better grasp hold of this. They want to live their lives according to the direction of the world and not the Lord. <clears throat> you know, uh, this is a, this is a sad thing. You know, as I as I think of this fear of this coronavirus that's going around as we know that the reason we're holding our services like this today the coronavirus that's going around is uh is it's just ignored by some people i saw and i know most most of you did i saw the beaches in florida full of young people who had no idea that there's a possibility that there may be some there that have been compromised by this disease. You know, I, I must say that I don't go to Walmart when I don't think about it. I, I don't go to Bilo when I don't think about it. Matter of fact, that's only two places I've been since all of this has gone on. And um, that I don't think about these things. I don't think about that that next person that I meet in an aisle is is a person that has been compromised with this disease, though there's probably none there, but still you, your mind thinks about those things. And your mind your mind is, is alert as far as those things are concerned. You know, they they say wash your hands constantly, all the time. Well I do that. You know, they say, uh, use some kind of sanitizer. Well, I do that. They, they say, uh, uh, don't get too close to people. Well, sometimes I haven't done that. But it's been, it's been times when I have and my mind always runs toward this and, and you, you don't, you just don't know. You don't know who that next person that you meet is going to be if infected with this disease. 
Well, Father Abraham told the rich man, says, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. Oh, we have good things today. Today is a good things day. There, there's not a person that doesn't have mostly what they want. You know, I, I know, I know there's poor people out there who can't afford to buy maybe the things they want. But you know, even today, all you got to do is turn on the TV, one advertisement right after another, beckoning you to get this and get that and get this. And, and people get themselves in trouble by their desire to want to follow after the world and, and have the things that the world has. New, new cars, new houses. Uh, I, I would like to say at this time that, that, uh, I didn't grow up in that kind of environment. I grew up in an environment and being my age, I grew up in an environment where that people was pretty content with what they had. Now that's the environment I grew up with. And I know it's different for everyone. But people were pretty content with what they have. We thought that everybody lived the same way we lived. We thought that there, we, we didn't, we couldn't believe that people had wonderful things. I remember as a boy growing up, my dad, we lived, my dad had come out of the coal mines and he had come out of the working around the coal mines and and he had he had got a uh, he had started tending a farm, and I remember the first time that Mr. Oliver Shure Shure came out to 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 the farm, and he was driving a brand new Cadillac, and he came across them fields in that brand new Cadillac, old rough fields, rugged fields, rocky fields. He he came across that. Uh, field that looked like he's doing 60, 70 miles an hour in that new Cadillac. And even my dad said, my dad said, I tell you, if I had something like that, he said, I sure would have, uh, take, I sure would take better care of it than that. But he went on to say, well, I'll never have anything like that. And, so we, we, we were content. We were content with what we had. But it seems like the world today is not content. And even when something like this, as I said earlier, I, I lived through the Ebola scare. Uh, when people were afraid, scared to death that the next piece of meat they bought, some of you are not old enough to remember that, they scared to death the next piece of meat they bought had 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 increment in it, and and had was had been stained with uh, with, with animal uh, increment, and uh, and then there was uh, th there was the West Nile virus. Oh boy, that was a good one. That next mosquito that's going to hit you has has got it. You know, everybody was scared to death. They wouldn't go out. They wouldn't go out in mosquito time. Matter of fact, they went around emptying anything that had water in it, and they they tried their best. There were even people out in their yards with 
with uh, cans of spray spraying to try to kill a mosquito because the next mosquito that hits you is the one that's got the West Nile virus. And so it made them scared of mosquitoes. It made them scared to death of mosquitoes. They, d- they didn't want to uh, be around mosquitoes. They, they would show uh, on TV, they would show commercials where this mosquito was way up in the air and he had an arrow uh, on his back and he saw somebody down there and he said, this is a good one. And he zoom, he would zoom down and he would stick that arrow he had on his back into that person and, and, and let it be known that this is the person that he was going to infect. That's how scared people was of this. And, uh, and, but that there wasn't the, all the hoopla that we have now. And, and I, I realize that, uh, fear is a, is a terrible thing. And I realize a lot of people live on fear. They live on fear. You know, even you see, uh, you see the old westerns on TV and, and they, and, and, and they, the, everybody carried a gun. And somebody, one man, one time I was watching a gun smoke episode. And this man came to, he came to, uh, Dodge City. And he didn't have a gun on. And somebody went up to him and they said, uh, where's your gun? He said, oh, he said, I'm from, uh, uh, from New York. And he said, we don't carry guns up there. And he said, we, we don't have any reason to have guns up there. And they told him, they said, well, there's a reason to have a gun down here. Because, said, the next man you see might be a man that wants to pull a gun on you. And you're going to have to have something to defend yourself. Well, uh, that's, that's where we are now. That's where we are now. We're, if we don't have that defense, we don't have that, those things that we, we feel are a defense against this, then we're, we're just open and, and, and ready to be, uh, affected. But let me tell you something, folks. I've learned over the years that the greatest defense that anybody can have is to have favor with God. The greatest defense that you can have is to have favor with God. Because if you don't have favor with God, as Mary had it, when the angel came down and told her to fear not, for thou hast favor with God, then, um, you know, Mary was afraid. Mary was afraid that uh, uh, Zacharias, he, matter of fact, the angel visited Zacharias before he visited Mary. And he told Zacharias the same thing. Told Zacharias not to fear that this child is, is, is of the Lord. And, and that, uh, if you, if you'll remember, Zacharias was, uh, was the boyfriend at one time of Mary and she came up pregnant. Now, it brought fear upon him because he didn't understand it all. He didn't understand what it was like. He didn't understand the working of God. Now, we must understand the working of God. And I want to say this. I believe, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go any further because I know there's a lot out there, but I believe this very virus that we're looking at now is the working of God. 
And, and I, I, I believe that, I believe this, I don't think the devil spread it. I don't think hogs spread it. I, I don't think mosquitoes spread it. Uh, when they, in the swine flu, you know, everybody was scared to death of a hog. You know, they didn't want to undo the hog. They wouldn't eat pork because they were scared to death that the pork was, was tainted with, uh, or tainted with, uh, the swine flu. And so, you know, so we, we can get like that even today. We, we can, we can get scared of one another. And it, it brings a great, uh, uh, it brings a great, uh, uh, I guess, great confusion among people. You know, we, we, we get scared. You know, Jesus himself said, Jesus said the, uh, he said the, uh, uh, the greatest enemy that any, any of us have is, is of our own household. But it makes families afraid of one another. It makes families, uh, fear one another. And, and so this is, uh, this is something that we have to, we have to deal with today. And I want to say this, that, uh, uh, I have, I have no fear of, of any member of Landmark Baptist Church. I have no fear of this disease as far as anybody in Landmark Baptist Church. I have, I have no fear of, of this disease and, and, and any friends that I have. And, uh, and so, so it's, it's good to go around without fear. It's good, it's good not to have fear. I want to say that all of you are today receiving good things. We receive good things. You know, this building is not full of people. I got one person, two people that I'm preaching to. And, uh, and I appreciate, uh, uh, Sister Carmen came and she's listening to this and, um, and she's sitting on the front row. That's the thing that really, uh, got, got me because she's used to sitting on the back row, but she's sitting on the front row. She, <clears throat> she wants to get as close to her pastor as she can. And, and she, t- she promised me I'll stay 10 feet away. And so, uh, but the fact is that uh, we've all received good things. All of our life, we receive good things. There's nobody going hungry today, even even in all this. You know, we, uh, you know, uh, I have a 401k, and I don't know what damage it's done to it. May not have anything anymore, but but that's uh, that's fine. You know, I know God will take care of those things, and even the government is getting to where that they're going to possibly send families. Thousands of dollars to help them get along through this time. And you know, a family of four will get, uh, uh, will get almost seven, almost nine thousand dollars during this time. And a family of six will get a lot more than that according to what they're saying. They're going, they're going to finalize that today. A family of six will get quite a bit. But we, we have good things. You know, we, we don't need to, if, if the, if the federal government don't send us a dime, we, we've had good things and we need to be thankful for them and, and, and we need to be, uh, uh, um, we, we, we need to be happy with what we have and, and, and what we don't, maybe don't have. 
need to be happy. Remember when Peter sinned and God convicted him of, of his sin, he wept. You know, that's the thing that we need to be thankful about. That's the thing we need to be thinking about today. You know, I, I want to say this. Where, where is weeping today over sin? Conviction is a long gone in the life of most, uh, of a lot of modern Christians today. There's no conviction. I had a man call me on the phone Friday and, and I'll say who it is. He may listen to this again, but he won't mind. Brother Wayne Smith called me. And he, the one of the statements Brother Wayne Smith made, he said, you know what's wrong with people today? I said, what's that? He said, they have no conviction. And I agree with him. There's no conviction of what we do and, and what, what we, the things we do, there's no conviction there. You know, it's a, it's a thing that conviction will hit. And, and I want to say this, I'm about ready to finish up this message today, but I want to say this, that that there is uh, uh, there is no conviction on my hand. I came here to church two days, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed before I made a decision as to what to do concerning these services. Because I never, in 50, soon be 54 years, or 53 years, I have never, ever turned out a, a service because of anything. But I have preached an empty building. I have. I did that uh uh in um Cynthiana, Kentucky. I, I went I went I went down early on a Saturday to Cynthiana. We lived about fifty miles away and I went down early on a Saturday knowing that it was gonna snow Saturday night. Well it snowed about twenty inches. And when I got there, when I got to church, no one was able to come. So I said, now I drove all this way to preach, and that's what I'm going to do. So I preached to an empty building. And no no one ever heard the message. No one I know of except God ever heard the message. And But I preached the message that I had to preach for that week. So so this this is not an uncommon thing with me. I had a radio program for for about six or seven years and I used to preach to a cassette tape that's when they had cassette tapes some of you don't remember those but when they had cassette tapes I'd preach to a cassette recorder I set it up on the pulpit and I'd preach to it and then I'd take the cassette out of it and carry it to the radio station and 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 turn it over to them and, and they would run it on the radio program so I'm used to these things these things don't bother me that much, but I'm I'm going to I'm going I'm going to say this that uh, that we you know I, I'm glad that we don't have to compromise any of our church members today, and and just like Sister Carmen said, she said I come to hear you preach because it's I'm willing to die for it, and so I I thought to myself now how many others would be willing to die to get to hear a message from their pastor. But but I'm thankful for that. <clears throat> so where is weeping today? Conviction is long gone in the life of a lot of modern Christians. If there is not conviction, then I, I believe there is no salvation. I, I don't. If God doesn't convict us, you know, a lot of people are convicted in their in their uh, uh, conscience, 
And the reason being is because they don't want maybe a family member to find out what they did, or they maybe don't want their wife or their husband to find out what they did, or they don't want anything like that. But uh, but they're not convicted in soul. They're not convicted in mind as 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 uh, this rich man found out that he was not. <clears throat> you had better think upon the gospel of Christ, which most of us declare that we believe, then live it every day of your life. Well, we're going to close now, and I want to thank each one of you, everyone that tunes in to hear this. Uh, Brother Adam was telling me, I believe it was Wednesday night, I believe I'm correct that you said that there's around a hundred people have listened to these messages. Is that what you said? More than that. And he said as far away as Africa. I believe that's what you said, didn't you, brother? Far away as Africa. And Brother Adam is taping this, is, is recording this now. And you'll get to see my pretty pet, my pretty face too. Because he's, he's going to put it on DVD and put it out there. And so, um, but that, that's amazing. When you find out, you know, that over a thousand people have listened to these messages. Is that if that's not getting the gospel out, they, some of these brethren believe that if you don't have live streaming, no one listens to them. But that's not true. And, and I'm, I'm going to say this. I preached in a church one time that had live streaming and, and there was only five people. Listen to it. Only five people listened to it, and and for the whole time, there was only about twenty people listened to every message that was preached in that Bible conference. And so, this type of preaching, this will go out to YouTube, and it'll be on there for a long time, long time yet. And there'll be a lot of people, according to what Brother Adam said, a lot of people is going to be listening to it over the years and over the time. So we're thankful for that. And we thank, we pray the Lord will bless you and take care of you. And so we will sign off right now.